The views and opinions expressed on this show belong solely to the hosts and their guests and do not reflect the views of any outside institutions unless explicitly stated. What's up, everyone? My name is Steve Vandewall, and I'm the host of Cannabis Cum Laude, a podcast devoted entirely to cannabis. This podcast will cover a full spectrum of topics, including cultivation, business, medicine, politics, culture, advocacy, and everything in between. Because let's face it, the cannabis industry is very complicated. It's robust, and it has a ton of moving parts. So it's going to be my job to help you understand it a little bit better. So tune in every week for a brand new episode. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And if you really, really, really like the show and are interested in sponsoring, please shoot me an email at logistics at cannabiscumlaude.com. Now enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cannabis Cum Laude. I'm your host, Steve Vanderwall, and I am here today with my good friends, the founders of New York State Cannabis Connect, founder and CEO, Tiffany Walters, and co-founder and COO, Jamani Hughes. What's going on? Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us, Steve. How exciting. I, uh, I think you two are the busiest entrepreneurs in the cannabis world right now, so thank you very much for carving out a little uh, a window of your time for me. I got to know. We appreciate it. What have you been working on? What's what's going on with New York State Cannabis Connect? Wow. <laughs> so much. Question. It is a loaded question. You took the words out of my mouth. Steve, thank you again for having us. Um, it's almost been a year since I was yeah. last here, so I'm happy to be on the show. And so much has transpired for New York State Cannabis Connect in the last year. Right now, we're focusing on workforce uh, development and implementation for the cannabis market in New York, where we're actually uh, getting people jobs and uh, teaching them pathways in. And so that's been awesome. We've also been supporting some of these uh, stores as they've been opening up. And um, so the, it's just been great, yeah. right? The Catch a Contact Career Summits, they've yeah. been picking up Steve, you know? Oh, they sure have. Yeah, it's they been sure wonderful. Have. Like, you know, you can't ask for more. How could like, I forget that? The right, Catch a Contact, right, you know? Right, right. <laughs> going across the state, seeing the different members of the community, you know, everywhere from Harlem to Buffalo, yeah. Queens, Albany. We've just been making contacts with people, and it's just been wonderful like, yeah. what we've been experiencing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, the last catch of contact that I went to was out in Buffalo, and we were chatting, and we're just like, you're just like, look at the line. You know, you're, know. you're doing it, and you're, you've been, you guys have been doing it really well, and it seems like you're only getting bigger and stronger, and everything seems to be evolving, you know, which comes right. in the entrepreneurial career. Like you said, now you guys are working on, you know, kind of workforce development and implementation and staffing and had the opportunity to work with uh, some dispensary, licensed dispensary in New York State. What was that like? Um, it was eye opening. It was a chance for us to get uh, a look at the process um, and kind of really understand that the support that they're going to need as these stores open. We all know cannabis is is complex. Um, it's not like every other industry. Uh, the regulations themselves are complex um, and just making sure that these store owners have the support. And I think that that's what I saw most is that that they they needed the support. And, and I was happy that, you know, New York State Cannabis Connect was there to help because we've been that's what we've been kind of preparing for uh, over the last year is just being able to be there for them and offer them that support. Um, and it was great to see, like Jamani said, the community. So some of the people that uh, they hired at the dispensary were people 
that actually attended the Catch a Contact Huge. Career Summit, right? right and right. so they came, point. they found value in that summit, yep. and then they actually found an opportunity because they stayed connected with the with the uh, New York State Cannabis Connect Network. And I'll say that, you know, over the last um, year, we've been able to form a really strong network. And, right. and it's beautiful uh, to see these people actually engaging, people that are passionate about cannabis, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, getting into it. So it was it was good. Not only passionate about cannabis, but also passionate about working in cannabis. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Um, and for these individuals, you know, um, these, these card applicants, uh, you know, and these are people who are most uh, affected. So we want right. to make sure that they have the support. You Absolutely. know, again, cannabis isn't like any other industry, Steve, you know that. And so <laughs> right. um, just maneuvering the waters uh, could be tough. It's exciting to see people excited to work. You know, I think like after COVID happened and we were all home and, you know, a lot of people didn't want to go back to work or they wanted to work from home or some people didn't want to work at all. They were kind of enjoying their time home and, you know, not grinding away eight hours, but you're seeing people show up to these events, the same people showing up in different cities, like eager and hungry to work. And I have people, like I'm sure you guys have so many people that reach out and say, Who's hiring? Here's my resume. I'm looking yes. for a job. Anything from retail or people with cooking experience or guard or no experience at all. You know, the people are coming out in droves to work in this industry. And it's exciting because although it has taken a little bit of time to get off and round, mm -hmm. what's the number we're expected to see for new jobs in this state? Uh, 65,000. Yeah, a lot of jobs. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of jobs, jobs Steve. Right. And then to, to really have people understand the scope of what that means. Yeah. All of them aren't going to be plant touching. The majority of are going to be non-plant touching yeah, right. right and so to understand that ancillary aspect to it and what that entails and all the opportunities from havoc to engineering to to chemistry to you know um fertigation i mean there's so many different security yeah, yeah. uh uh uh, videography, literally the list goes right. on accounting, bookkeeping. We could literally right. go on and Media. on. Um, <laughs> and now is the opportunity for somebody to create a space for themselves. And I think you just hit that on the nose. Like nobody is seeming like they want to work. They have the right. energy, but in cannabis, there is this newfound energy and this passion. Yep. One, because people, you know, they, they're already passionate about it. And I feel like they feel like they can come, you know, from out, you know, behind the curtain yeah. now and kind of be like, you know, I support this. I'm passionate about it. I love it. And now I also have this skill set that goes great with it. So right. just, um, again, sparking and igniting that interest. And, you know, that's been one of the beautiful things about partnering with the Department of Labor. You know, it's kind of allowed us to kind of expand on that and and get people who might not have normally to start thinking yep. about this yeah. industry. And I think that individuals are definitely looking for a change. You know, with COVID, of course, it gave individuals a time to sit at home and really reconsider mm -hmm. the direction of their careers. That's right. You know, and with New York State, it's like perfect timing. It was perfect timing with the, the legalization um, of the adult recreational use of cannabis. It, it's like, hey, like these individuals are now like, hey, I, I have a way in. You know, shout I, out I, two I, years, too. Right. <laughs> shout, <laughs> out, the shout, MRT. Out, yes. shout out. Shout out to everyone. Yeah. But they, they look at it like, hey, I have a way in now, like you know, and I feel comfortable mm -hmm. with going gung ho into the industry now, you know, mm -hmm. and there's something to be said about doing something every day. You know, we spend one third of our life at work. Most people, right? Mm -hmm. One third sleeping, one third working and one third right. to yourself. And That's there's right. something to be said. And I'm sure, you you know, we've all kind of experienced this as like the value of freedom and doing something that you love to do every day. Like I don't ever really feel like I'm working and it's made me a little bit unrelatable to a lot of my friend circle right. because, you know, I see, 
you know, my friends and my family get grinding all day and there's nothing right. wrong with it. But when you're, you know, excited about what you do and right. you don't have the Sunday blues and you love what you do, right. you know, somebody in my commencement speech in college, it'll stick with me forever. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And right. I so feel true. that we're having a whole movement of Correct. people who I think are going to find true value and like true purpose and excitement right. and right. you know you get a you get a workforce that's excited you you're unstoppable right you know and yes. i think what tiffany and i have been doing um with the catch a contact career summit is it speaks to all of that like you know when we first started this endeavor you know we were frightened you know i would i have to admit that like you know i'm like hey am i really um willing to take this across the state you know but like you said it got to the point where we don't even feel like we're working. Yeah. We, we've gotten to see beautiful parts of the state of New York that we never would have seen. Yep. And we lived there otherwise. our whole life. Like, yep. and, and, I, right. and meet people across the state that are relatable, right? You know, we're from Rochester, right? And so um, it, it's different than the city, you know? And so um, to be able to go to the, to the, down to the city or even to Jamestown is different than, right. like, to be able to see and then see the common connection as well and the common thread. Right. And it's beautiful to see so many New Yorkers, again, move, right. move towards this, yeah. whether they're entrepreneurs or they're just a community member looking to learn more because right. now it's, you know, not, um, um, illegal anymore and they want to understand what that means for them it's just it's great it's a real uh, show of community around cannabis in New York yeah. and I love it um, it's diverse um, it's it's uh, and it's tangible <laughs> you yeah. know um, we're making it tangible yeah. and I think that that's Definitely. that's that's beautiful. Like Jamani said, through the Catch a Contact Career Summit, exposing people to those pathways that there's actually an entryway for you that you can actually right. get in. Yeah. And I think it, it's I think when a lot of people who are thinking about cannabis are thinking about the basics like, oh, I'm going to work in the garden or I'm going to work in the kitchen or I'm going right. to work in retail. Right. But that's a small piece of the puzzle of like right. all the other job right. opportunities right. that are here. There's you know? so much more. There's so Holy many more cow. avenues to enter into the you industry. You could literally get go through a state program and get certified for HAVAC and then now open a whole. Yeah company yep. that you're on yep. and right. start a whole business right. for yourself. You could be a security guard right now with a licensed security to operate in New York State and you can go gun ho and yep. present your services to the legal dispensaries yep. right now in New York State. And my, in my opinion, you know, it's kind of funny because I am pursuing a plant touching uh, license is that I think the ancillary sector is way more attractive. You get to have all mm -hmm. the benefits of the cannabis industry without the headache and the bullshit that a lot of plant touching people Correct. are going to have to go Correct. through. You know? Correct. There's a lot of regulations, um, you know, rules and tape that they have to go through in order to operate. And, and it's not a pretty world like that side of the industry. Like I give them their props like for doing what they're doing, like, you know, especially being the ones that are paving the way but um for us like i think it was a wise route to take the ancillary approach like you know especially with what we're doing oh so. no doubt mm -hmm. so let's uh let's talk a little bit of regulations right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's a lot there's a lot going on <laughs> a lot has happened since the past year yes. um i just had corinne on uh last week and we did kind of a one-year update of where Bristol extracts is and what they've been going on, you know, one of the things that we've seen in the news recently, well, first, you know, shout out to a lot of the card applicants that just yeah. got their license. That's huge. You know, we're 
that's needed for not only yes. the applicants but for the Definitely. farmers and the manufacturers. Definitely. It is a huge the whole industry. Definitely. That yeah. vertical. We need places to sell mm-hmm. legal pot um, to keep people afloat. Definitely. Um, but one of the things that I keep seeing, and I don't really understand how it's how it works, is the real estate piece where we're starting to see this this kind of conflict between uh, card applicants and DASNY, who we remember is in charge of this social equity fund, right? right? What exactly, paint me a picture of what exactly is going on uh, uh, with this issue right now. Well, so DASNY, the Dormitory Authority of the State of New York, is um, handling the leasing um, and procurement of buildings for card applicants. Uh, There was a change that was made where the card applicants could procure their own space uh, with approval from from DASNY. And so that wasn't something that was an original um, requirement or that was in place initially. So I think that it was kind of an unforeseen thing where you would have DASNY actually kind of competing with these card applicants for spaces. Because now, since DASNY said they can have their own space right. with their approval, they're, they're going out and looking for those spaces. But DASNY is also looking for spaces. And so um, you have that that issue. Uh, and then, um, you know, it's kind of like this slow to, to thing to kind of roll out because DASNY can only you know, has the capacity to open a certain amount of stores in a certain amount of time. And so, you know, you just have now um, people trying to procure spaces for themselves so that they can open up and rightfully so. um, But then you also have DASNY. So there's an issue there and they're going to have to address that somehow. Is there somebody, is there like priority given to certain entities or if like, because the big issue is also the thousand foot rule, right? Correct. We can talk. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's yet to be to be seen. Right. I mean, I think if, if I was a landlord and you have a state and you have the card applicant, who are you really going to lean? I mean, at this point, it's up to them. Right. Yeah. The person who owns the space, who they want to kind right. of roll with. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough, TBD. it's a tough, th- yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, it is, it's, it's to be determined. We don't know yet. We'll see. Okay. You know, hopefully they address it. That thousand foot rule is an issue. If you're so, so that rule, right. If you're um, a municipality that has over 20,000 residents, uh, you can't have stores more than a thousand feet apart that are, uh, the same. So. You know, right now we see Jamestown's uh, mayor has put in a letter to OCM addressing this concern for his constituents. So we'll kind of see uh, how that plays out. So he's asking what to like he doesn't like the thousand foot rule. No, it would it would it would because Jamestown is so small. Yeah, they wouldn't actually be able to have, uh, I think, more than a few stores in their downtown because. Right. And so that. You know, that's an issue for them. And I think that that it, it, it's not a one size fits all. It isn't. It isn't for card applicants yep. and it definitely isn't for towns and municipalities across the state. Um, things are going to there's going to have to be adjustments. And as these, you know, regulations are created and we're, you know, as long as people speak up, hopefully OCM is listening yep. and they make adjustments. Well, that's a problem, I, and it's no fault of anybody's, but when you're especially creating a new regs package or anything, 
creating a good single system is hard enough, but then start to creating these iterations and, you know, not allowing it to be cookie cutter is very tough, you know, just like the card program. It's not cookie cutter. Who's got the resources? Who doesn't? Do they still qualify for money? We don't know. There's all these different things that we're starting to see, which I think over-regulation tends to breed problems like this. I mm-hmm. think if you lay off regulation, you kind of let the market do its things and then re-evalu- you know, have reevaluate every year, every two years and say, okay, here are our main problems. Let's add a regs package. Instead of trying to dot every I and cross every T right off the bat, I think you kind of could avoid a lot of these problems by having more looser regulations package up front and then you know starting to revise them at the end. But now we're starting to see these issues of, you know, inter-regulation conflicts and CARD versus DASNY. And I, these are things that I'm sure pr- the, the regulators didn't see coming. They didn't. You know, and these are going to be, these are, there's going to be a lot of instances like this that happen over mm-hmm. the years. New market, a lot of regulations, a lot of interest, a lot of money. I feel like over the next couple of years, we're going to s- still start to weed out some of these these problems. Hopefully, they get weeded out and kind of taken care of. But it is interesting to even see some of these conflicts happening. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm assuming probably more to come. I I can agree because they it, the forward thinking, they just didn't foresee it. You know, I, I um, you know, when you make changes like that and you try to pivot, you know, um, it, I'm sure it has something to do with not being able to raise the amount of money that they wanted to raise for that fund, you know, Um, but then also increasing the amount of card applicants, you know, by doubling it to 300, um, like you said, and card is not cookie cutter. You have people that are on the different spectrums. You have, you know, uh, the, the housing, uh, uh, cannabis, the Housing (laughs) housing works, cannabis co who, you know, is a, is a multi-million dollar, you know, non-for-profit, you know? And then you have actual community-based uh, organizations that are small, yep. just Breathe yeah, in Binghamton. And, you know, these are totally different spectrums. And then you have individuals who are opening. And you have individuals who, again, they may have needed certain support, but yep. might maybe not that financial yep. support. Right. And then you have other people that, that need it all. And so I think we... we, we the issue is thinking that we can make something that's going to uh, fit everybody. I think that we need to, um, you know, that's like a one size fits all. It's not going to be that that way. Yeah, I'm definitely, especially when it comes to new markets, like my brain leans into a more laissez-faire, let the markets tell, tell us what's going to happen and then layer on regulations after that. And I think that if the state would have done that, we would have just seen a truly explosive market and winners and losers, you know, mm-hmm. as any new market. Um, kind of survival of the fittest. It, it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's pros and cons of that, too, mm-hmm. especially when right. we're talking about, you know, applicants who may not have endless resources Correct. or real estate and Correct. are leaning on the state, Correct. you know. It does become a very delicate balance. It is. So it's a very, it's I know that I, you know, a lot of... A lot of people, including myself, have have kicked dirt at OCM and blah blah blah. But that's a re- they got a hard job, you know. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I would hate to be in their position. I mean, what would you say, like, you know? I mean, they have a tough job, and I commend everybody over there. They're what they're doing is not easy, 
And in New York State, we have a reputation that we like to do things better and the best, you know. Uh, we're not the financial capital world for nothing, right? We're, we, you know, we, we, you know, we set ourselves apart from others. And I like that about being a New Yorker. I love that yep. about being a New Yorker, right? And, um, and they have the toughest job. And it is going to take some time. And I and I and I guess that's what I would say, right? Is as they're creating these regulations, we're all learning. Right. And 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 it's pioneering. And so it is going to be tough. And um it's it's not gonna be straightforward. And there are gonna be pivots and they're gonna be quick and they're gonna happen rapidly, and you have to be prepared for that. Yep. Uh and um it's it's not gonna be easy. Even with the, you know, as being a card applicant and having that support, it's still not gonna be easy. When you open up by yourself, if you think you're gonna do it, it's still not gonna be easy because we're also learning these regulations. Regulation regular regulations haven't opened up. There's gonna be different regulations for these conditional licenses than there will be for traditional licenses. How different will they be? Maybe not that yep. different, but there will be differences. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so um that's going to be another learning curve because right now people are seeing you know we saw draft regs we're just waiting you know yep. we don't even know what delivery or on-site consumption yep. is going yep. to look like yep. right. so um uh they have a tough job ahead of them they are getting more support and i hope that they just continue to do what they're doing as far as listening to um different uh you know groups around the state that have different interests from you know what we call legacy all the way up to you know just community-based organizations yep. churches like everybody let's get the input yeah um this is an opportunity for new york as you guys both said and we all know covid hit us hard everybody here and i think that through cannabis this plant this community um type of of plant this it just it unites community and i think that that we have an opportunity here for this for this plant to uplift this whole state yeah. i oh, really yeah. do and we've been you know i especially in this region you know i've my whole platform has been built on craft cannabis right small mm -hmm. batch family craft cannabis quality mm -hmm. right because if you dr take a drive down seneca lake or cayuga lake and you see winery winery mm -hmm. brewery probably 100 in a couple miles and they're all thriving and they're a major tourist distraction mm -hmm. or destination that can that type of entity is exactly what's going to happen with cannabis these and you know we start to, we see what the tourism you know before everybody started to legalize mm -hmm. everybody's going to colorado everyone's going to california they still are now people are going to michigan people need to be coming here you know not mm -hmm. only are you going to have all these jobs that come in sixty thousand jobs it's huge for economic development mm -hmm. yes then you start to have agritourism right. and outside money coming in yeah. and right. it's it really is you know i think in five years if we can if the regulate if we can figure out how to get legacy in we can roll out this program in a reasonable way we can keep the titans out and you know can do a maintain a very delicate balance of allocating the perfect amount of licenses because remember there is a very small margin of license allocation where it can become like an monopoly or an oligopoly and it can become oversaturated like Oregon where there's so many licenses right. Right. and it can't keep up with demand right. and you're selling three hundred dollar pounds. You know? Mm -hmm. So if they can do that, which I do think the slow release is probably going to help contain that because year after year, you'll start to see your numbers probably start to dip. Okay, prices are, are you know, spot prices are right. down. You know, people are holding this much inventory. Let's back off on licensure. Right. It's a delicate process. But mm -hmm. I do think, you know, over the next couple of years, I think it is going to be tremendously beneficial, especially when we start to see this new regulations package, the second draft of this regulations package, which mm -hmm. I heard yes. May 10th, May 
some is when they're supposed to release that mm -hmm. and then the possibility of new licenses you know coming out this right. fall what are your thoughts on that is that what have um, you heard about that i so i think that you're right uh that that's around the time that those regs will come out and then we'll see probably you know licensing open up at the end of this year for everyone that would be great i think that would be great we'll need it yep. we need it um uh, and I'm excited for that because uh, it means news opportunities. Right. I want to say again, card was like this one size fits all, and it's not. Right. There's a whole demographic of people that didn't qualify for card, whether it was because they actually didn't have a cannabis conviction and they're operating in what I like to call the dominant market right. or whether right. they did have the money <laughs> in the location and it, it just wasn't, you know, an opportunity they thought yeah. was for them during that. Right. So there's all these different demographic of what we'll call, you know, uh, the state legacy, um, the dominant market that want to get involved and that would bring great value to this market. And so I think by um, and then there's just the people that are great entrepreneurs that want to get in. Um, and I think that when we we open it up, that that will be good. Yeah. It will be great for for New York. I'm excited for that. I know. I hope it's yeah. coming soon. You know, I'm I'm honestly excited for this new regs package. I've kind of built yes. an entire, you know, obviously I've been talking about micro business for yes. years. I think that's going to be, I think that's just going to be the golden ticket. Obviously I'm a little biased, but I do think that that's going to be, if they can allocate licenses to that and give them in a way that's not huge barriers to entry and they give mm -hmm. out a lot of them, I I, I know that deep in my bones that that license is going to be what props everything up. I agree. I think that I agree with you. I think that um, I see a lot of organizations and, and grassroots that are going to take advantage of that license type. Yeah. And I think it is going to be beautiful. I can't wait to see that in the new regs that come yeah. out. Hell. Yeah. And, and hopefully... Um, you know, eventually, again, we see those delivery regs. We see what those look like, on-site consumption. Yep. There's a lot of people waiting for that on-site consumption. What does that look like? Mm. What does that look like with the thousand-foot <laughs> rule? Like, what is, what are, you know what I mean? We have a lot of... Yeah. A lot of a lot of waiting, um, you know, yeah. unfortunately from different facets of the industry right now. So that's one thing that's for certain, I would say, Steve, you know, there's a lot of waiting. waiting. And, 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 and it's well-deserved, like, you know, I mean, we're at a point right now where we're looking at the industry possibly going in the wrong direction or like you said can we put it in the right direction you know so it's 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 a delicate balance that, that and has let's, to take place and let's not like the waiting isn't it isn't the issue new york needs to be prepared these people need to be prepared honestly time is if you use it wisely it's it's great on your side right um and it's and i think it's that it's just about being prepared like we know it's going to take time we just want it we just want you know, the state to be transparent yeah. with with people and um, so that they can prepare accordingly. You know, again, you we talk to people all across the state who are on different, you know, spectrums of this cannabis journey. And, you know, they could be spending money right now just, you know, kind of waiting on the state. So I think um, just that that level of, of transparency, I think. Um, uh, they're trying to do better. They're opening it up. You know, again, they've, they've awarded more licenses. Hopefully that the fact that card applicants can now have their own space, some mm -hmm. of them who which do once they get their licenses, they can open up, you know, without, you know, that hesitation and that they're prepared. Yeah, yeah, definitely a sense of frustration from the card applicants. But let's not just let's not forget the cultivators who are sitting on a lot of great, product great right now and they have nowhere to basically sell that product. So, you know, again, it's a lot of frustration on different 
levels of the um the industry right now. So And not to mention we're all in the finger lakes. <laughs> I know. Like right, you throw in da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, we're still waiting. <laughs> I know. I was pumped that they lifted it for everybody else and I was like, damn, of course it would be us. us. I know. Of course. <laughs> like come on. Right, right, right. right, right. Right, right. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. You know, we're just sitting here with our fingers crossed, like, you know, but like Tiffany said, like, you know, the upside of it is if you're in a position where you can use time as an asset, this is the time to do so, like, you know, so try to just sit back and really, like, regroup yourself, like, and prepare for the next step. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this very optimistically in that time right now is you know for for legacy especially this is the most valuable time that you're going to have in this business because there's a lot of businesses out there running it up and doing their thing and hustling and reinvesting and bringing on people and teams and you should do that as long as you can right until it's time to make the switch where everything becomes a lot harder because you know businesses i don't you know it's you're gonna have to have a lot of it's not going to be as easy if you and your wife or you and your friend have been growing weed and hustling and delivering out of your house for you know the last 10 years once you get into the business you're going to need sops you're going to need compliance you're going to need a team you're going to need all this Mm -hmm. so use this time to ramp up and study and get your ducks in a row because the time's coming for all of us uh i do i'm a firm believer and good things come to those who wait yes Mm -hmm. um you know, luckily, it seems that our elected officials, you know, shout out to Senator Cooney, shout out to Sam Brook, you know, right, uh, right, right. our city yeah. council, everyone's right, rowing right. in the right direction. It sucks that we're kind of stuck in the middle of this injunction, but right. the time right. will come for us. Right. Um, right. And, yeah. you know, let's not forget that the injunction only applies to CARD if they do, you know, right. the rest and of I the licenses, mm-hmm. you know, from a retail right. perspective, you'll right. have micro and general dispensaries. So... It's it might be a little bit longer of a of a toe for us, but I do think that for Rochester and like the Rochester legacy market, good things are coming. I do. I agree with you. And shout out, like you said, to you know Senator Cooney, um, uh, Senator Baroque, the City of Rochester, New York Law. Um, they, them and Air Wellness, they're doing an expungement clinic in the city of Rochester on 420. <laughs> um, and it hey. will be at Urban Euphoria. It will be from um, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you can actually get a cannabis record expunged. So if you come prepared, you know, um, or you just want to find out more, I encourage you to come. And they're also, you know, even if... Even if it's not a cannabis conviction, but you have another conviction, you know, they're going to attempt to get you a relief of disability or a certificate uh, of relief. And I think that that's important. I think that everybody should take advantage of it. It's a free service. And, you know, um, when we're talking about legacy, we're talking about, you know, some of these people have have charges. Um, So come down and, and get that that handled. Um, I think that that's a great resource, and that's Definitely. again making great use of your yeah, time yeah. while you wait. Because it's probably a tough process, right? To like, how would how would somebody go about doing that? So, well, one, they're automatically expunging them, but just in case yours hasn't been automatically expunged, what you would need to do is bring your arrest record. Um, you'd need to know the city and state where the charge happened. You'd have to have your docket number and your government-issued ID, right? And if you come in, then those lawyers will fill out a form for you and then submit that and get that expunged. But it, it has to be solely a cannabis conviction. We have to stress that because we know cannabis was is listed as an illicit drug, yeah. right? No, we don't talk about that a lot in New York anymore, right. but that's a reality. That is still listed. It's still considered a narcotic 
equivalent to fentanyl or cocaine, right? And we also know that a lot of people that deal in the dominant underground market uh, also, um, some of them deal in other things. And so they're all, you know, to stress that it has to just be cannabis. But again, if you have some of those other types of arrests, um, there are opportunities for, you know, if it happened a while ago sure. for you to get that <clears throat> relief of disability and those things can help you get employment. Those things can help you as you move forward in the cannabis industry, because I'm not going to say that nobody's doing background checks in cannabis. Like, let's not be, you know, that naive to think that. Right. But if things happen a long time ago and you want to get into cannabis, don't let that stop you. Right. You know, take care of it. Do what you have. And if at least if you get that certificate of disability um, or, or um, a certificate of relief, it shows that you that there's been a, a change, you know, that the county has, um, you know, kind of turned a, a leaf for the state. You know, so I think that that's just beneficial to you if you want to get into this new industry. And it's crazy to think that, you know, we're sitting up here talking illegal. about new so. business and all this stuff. And there's still people who are in trouble. Let's right. talk about it. Right. Let's talk about there are people in other states that have liter that are literally sitting in jail that have life sentences off of cannabis. They'll never get out because of cannabis. Uh, at one point, we didn't think that cannabis would be legal. Let's not forget how restrictive our medical program was in New York State until the MRTA was yeah. passed, right? They just right. eased up on med like you could you could only have certain ailments. The flower wasn't even available. Like <laughs> it it so we, you know, we have to be conscious of that because there's still uh a war on drugs that's happening on a national level, you know? Um and so thank you for making sure that we're reminded of that. Yeah. It's it's we can't take that lightly. And New York is not just the financial capital of the world, but it's the arrest capital of the world. Big right? money in arresting people. Let's talk about that. Definitely. Right. Uh, in 2020, Bloomberg did a report well on New York, housing criminals, on New York so. City. And it said that they spent almost a half a million dollars to house, feed and guard one inmate in New York City. Right. That was in 2020 during the height of COVID that we spent that much. Let's talk about it. So um, as we invest in this new industry, um, let's not forget, <laughs> um, it's a drop in the bucket to how much we invested to arresting people um, and, you know, how much that is. I just read um, through the Legal Weed guy. <laughs> I like him. I like him. Um, he's he's, he's, on, he's it. on it. He just did this whole thing where he investigated who bought acreage. Then the, the Vanguard. Well, Vanguard owns 23% of the private priv prison ind industry, right? And then also, also we all, like, have 401ks through, like, yeah. Vanguard. Or, like, not all of us, but a lot of us, you know, they deal in that. Vanguard so and, like, BlackRock are probably some of the most powerful entities in the whole world. Mm. And fidelity. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, H huge! Like a huge portion of our our country's wealth is sits within those companies. I wow. mean, they are the they are See? the real titans. Right. right. And so now they're in cannabis. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Yeah. <laughs> Who Didn't thunk? see it coming. <laughs> um, but wow, that contrast, right? To see that they're still investing in the private prison industry as people in other states, as we just talked about, right? They're sitting in jail. People are sitting in jail for cannabis crimes and they're investing in it. And they're also investing in that private prison industrial complex that we, you know, I know. Makes you sick. Terrible, terrible. <sighs> Capitalism. Yeah. It's, 
capitalism, I think, is one of the greatest gifts that we could have gotten in as a country, just in terms of innovation and all that. Mm. But man, it can be weaponized and it can yeah. be abused. And it, it, you know, cannabis as an industry and as a um, you know, as kind of a, a criminal thing has been really a, an example of that, of how you could take something so benign and so accessible and so sought after and use it to put really a, a, a pop, specific population of people behind right. bars for a long time. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I hope people don't forget that when we're all, you know, talking about business and licenses and branding and all this stuff that well, we have know, to remind them behind you know, all that. that constantly remind them and let them not forget it, yep. you know? And this is a great time to just right. kind of recognize 331, March 31st. March 31st just passed. Like I said, it's been two years since the MRTA was was passed. And that day, we need to really recognize in, in New York and celebrate it. We're all happy that 420 is amongst us and are right. upon us. And, right. you know, we're, um, we're happy to celebrate with our friends. That's but right. I will always celebrate 331 because I never thought that day would come in New York, you know. Um, and New York legalized cannabis. Like Jay-Z said, they got weed in store time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's yeah, a so thing. Waited and they didn't get to see that day, unfortunately. Like, you know, my father, unfortunately, passed literally two months before Marta came to be. So, you know, he was a big cannabis proponent. Yeah. He was waiting for that day, Steve. And fortunately, he just didn't make it. Yeah. So I'm, I know there were thousands if not hundreds of thousands of individuals across the state that unfortunately did not get to experience right. that day so we need to hold that day sacred we do i agree thank you yeah hell yeah what's uh so as we you know kind of get towards the end of the show what's next for you two you know what's what's obviously you've just from where i mean we've known each, we've all known each other for about a year I feel like the podcast last year was maybe the first time we went in person. We were all doing our thing and just what an, evo a, a, an evolution. I just feel like when you look at startups and brands and like the, the, the growth trajectory is generally like this. You guys are everywhere. <laughs> You're across the state. You got a whole team. You got implementation teams like <laughs> you're growing at a, 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 a crazy rate. What's next? Wow, um, it's Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn is next. Brooklyn is next, and we're going to Brooklyn on April 22nd with Catch a Contact Career Summit. Oh, yeah. That's been amazing, um, and so we're really excited for that. And then from there, you know, uh, we'll be launching training soon, so we're excited for that. And then we have some fun stuff launching on our platform. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the resources right. and those tools. So you're going to see and some so, of those tools start to appear yeah, yeah. over the um, next month or so. That's right. Yeah, you know, the GRAM, the General Resource and Access Map, will be live soon, and I can't wait for that, you know, um, along with, yeah, you like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you're if you're if you're if you're subscribing to the Catcher Contact in in our website, then you're already getting the Match Me newsletters. You know, so uh, hopefully you guys are finding uh, you know value in those, and you're landing uh, careers. If you are someone, please write us. We we'd love to know if you've landed a career off that newsletter, and we please, I, I please honestly um, didn't please. know, but you know that would be amazing. Um, and then 
you know, again, we got even more fun stuff coming from you guys. So just keep on the lookout for New York's Day Cannabis Connect. We're excited. See, we have some projects with you coming, um, you know. So I just want to say we can't stop, won't stop. We're ambitious. Right. We're excited for this opportunity for the communities across New York State. And we really want them to understand what this means for them. I'll shout out, you know, Majority Leader Crystal People-Stokes and, you know, so many people, Donna, Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo, yeah. and just so many people fought to get yeah. that 40% and still fighting and, and still, still fighting and still fighting but that 40% for our community once we get successful businesses so this is just all like you know it's intertwined it's an ecosystem and we all need it to run properly yep. so that we can um, you know get reap the benefits yep. and, and <laughs> definitely back in my you know when I was doing a lot more advocacy with Rock Normal you know Crystal People Stokes it's like I'm not budging on 40% We'll shut the bill down and we'll move to next year. She's like, I'm not giving in. And <laughs> she's she's stuck with that. You know, a lot of these pioneer politicians have been, you know, her and Liz Kruger and Yes, Lame Mall, Liz Kruger, right. And, mm. you know, Name the list. It's, it's, <laughs> Thank you, we, Steve. We, right. We need, you know, shout out to them because they've been in the trenches with this a long time. You know, this is something years. that's been transpiring right. for years before right. MRTA was even yes. live. Right. So, right. It's a lot of a lot of work that's been happening. You know, I know. From all parties. Shout still it a lot out of work to be done. Yeah, it doesn't stop. It's it just doesn't. Work now. But Definitely right. Doesn't. Well, it's now it's figuring it out. Like we have it now. What do we do with it? And I think that's that's why it's important. And I love coming through the communities and kind of sparking that interest because it is about that. I mean, we talk to all types of people in the community, from right. legacy to you know pastors at churches to you know parents and you know just other enthusiasts and um, just community members that don't consume do consume like the walks uh are just all of the pathways and it and it and it's beautiful to talk to new yorkers um and that they're excited about this and what this means for them community because we're going to get a lot of programs hopefully this can make our schools better here That's right. you know hopefully we can have more programs for our seniors and our youth and we can have more programs for entrepreneurs yeah. and churches and just just in general, we can have things to help, help with STEM programs and uh, vocationals. And I mean, the list goes on. If you're a New Yorker and you've thought of an idea that can help your community, now's the time to go to your town or municipality and try to get it approved and acted upon because they m will eventually have the funds to, yeah. you know, move forward if it's a good idea. Right, right, right. Definitely, definitely. Stay strong and just keep pushing. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Know? And there's times, you know, and I'm sure we've all feel it, you know, it's like, is this all worth it? I've been waiting for four years. You know, this is tough. We're all kind of, you know, I go through this roller coaster of this is what I'm meant for. And then I think like, is this, do I got this in me? And at the end of the day, when you look about the opportunity, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. What? How do we, how do you, pay, you know, it's going to be hard now for everybody. It's hard enough. If you're a business owner. It's hard enough. If you're a oh, brand, yeah. but like, good things come to those who wait and those who, you know, if there's going to be, you know, people that at the end of all this, we're going to look back and say, damn, it was worth it. You know, remember the first catch a contact, you know, I remember know. the first podcast, remember the first anything, the right, first sale right, years right. later, it'll be like, man, that, it was worth it. So I'm excited. I'm a, you guys know, I'm a big fan. I, Thank uh, you. I, Thank I, you. I have been Thank since you. day one putting in the work, you know, true, awesome entrepreneurs, Great friends. I'm just so excited to, to have you on appreciate the, it, the show. And Thank I think you, the state's Steve. really lucky to have you guys. So keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it, Stephen. You're amazing, too. We appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate this podcast and the information and education that you push. Um, and, you know, like you said, this is this is 
the time is now. Like, you got to get in. Definitely. When is the last yeah. time our state had a new industry? Mm-hmm. Manufacturing, car, car manufacturing. Like, I know a lot of people that, you know, GM, like, we think about those brands that were here, Delco, like, in and around, like, this industrial, you know, film, Kodak, Xerox, printing. Like, when is the last time we had a new industry? Like right. it, like you said, it comes once. Like right. you know, like these aren't things that happen again. And so, if you position yourself and you do the work and you and you and you grind, I'm telling you, it's worth it. And right. And what else? And I can't wait to do? celebrate. Right. Where else would we work if it wasn't in <laughs> cannabis? It'd be right. so boring. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing. I did yeah. social media. The, I thought people like social media. Yeah. No. <laughs> the grind is important. <laughs> and and those organizations across the entire state, I have to give a shout out to the entire state. Like those. Spreading information, education, pushing um, yes. cannabis in a more positive way. Because, right. you know, Steve, there are a lot of organizations across the state right now, like, you know, and they're they're out here doing some work, yep. you know. So Thank you for saying that, Jumani. Yeah, He's right. To, it's beautiful. We cannot shout all of y'all out, but that's true. We've worked with a lot true. of organizations yes. across the state, like, you know, literally. Again, it's part of the best, one of the best parts. Yes, yeah. yes. And a matter of fact, um, Dashita Dawson, the czar of yeah, New York City yeah. um, cannabis, shout out. We're gonna see her in Brooklyn, her stomping grounds. Um, yep, and Lauren from Two Chicks the and Flowers. Ship will be kicking off there, yeah. like you know. So it's gonna be a wonderful day, like you know. So, but but Jamani's right because it, it takes all of these organizations. It can't help the state, and you guys know what your communities need, and that's and that's part of it. It's just making sure that they have the resources. And so shout out, shout out, and to all the car applicants that are out there, Definitely. and the cultivators, and the processors, and everybody. Um, that has just been patiently waiting and and just grinding it out. It's it's a beautiful right, thing right. to see New Yorker, New York come together like this and see the diversity Definitely. of this of this industry. Um, I love it. I love seeing it. And Nothing you're right. It. it just yeah. And it and it does make me excited and passionate about going to work every day. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not easy, but again, there's there's pure excitement behind it. Steve. Yeah. Like I said, like when we have to get up at Five in the morning, take four. A, a, take a plane four, down take in New a York. Plane down to New York City, like you know, for literally only four hours and come yeah. back, like, you know. Because we do that for y'all. We love y'all. We fly all across this state all for in y'all. All day's work. In a day's work or drive. New York City, Albany, somewhere, right? Like, and then drive back or like, Jamestown you know. or Ithaca yeah. or you know, I mean, we we hit all, everybody up. Terrytown. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. You're coming. <laughs> We're coming. That's right. Yeah, we're everywhere. Thank you, Steve. Well, guys, thanks so much. Thank I think you, I think it's only appropriate that we get another episode on the calendar for next year, right around four twenty. Let's do it. Do. Another yeah. check in. Please Hell do. yeah! All right, Steve. Guys, this has been another very fun, uh, very awesome episode of Cannabis Kumada here with my friends, the founders of the New York State Cannabis Connect. Check them out. Uh, their information for their website and their social media handles are in the show notes. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you before we get um, we, we hang up is I have a lot of people ask me all the time, uh, who's hiring? Where can I submit a resume? Do you guys have some place that people can submit resumes or anybody who's looking for a job? What's the best line to reach out? So I think that you can submit a resume to us directly at contact us, NYS, CannabisConnect.com. So contact us at nyscannabisconnect.com. And then you can also, if you sign up on our summit.nyscannabisconnect site, um, you can get those newsletters directly to you on who's hiring. And eventually, um, in a few weeks, 
uh, we'll have our job board up. So by that second week of May, when you go to our website, you'll see a job board and you'll be able to submit your resume directly to the employer and we are excited for that. One so. of those important tools I was just telling you about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys got a whole tool belt full. Of we got a whole tool. tool. We coming. They're not yeah. ready. Right, right, right. <laughs> a swap team. Right, right. I know. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> right. Go ahead and say what it stands for, everybody. CERT. CERT. Uh, career Implementation Resources and Training Team. Just remember yeah, that. Yeah, we coming for you. I y'all. know it sounds like a mouthful, but it won't be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm picturing this like blacked out van showing up door <laughs> kicking open you two coming out with your we're, suitcases we're gonna and help your paperwork you. and like let's we're do this help <laughs> the AC. mobile printer yeah. <laughs> yeah whether you're a dispensary yeah. owner or a security company yeah. we're gonna help you like they're you pulling know, up it doesn't matter That's yeah right. we're here for it i love it thank you steve well, guys thanks again and hey thank you we'll see you next week Thanks to our friends here at Rockbox Recording and Production in Rochester, New York. They are a full professional podcast and video studio designed by a radio guy for podcasters. Audio, video, voiceovers, editing, whatever. Mouth off at Rockbox at rockbox.com. You can follow Cannabis Cum Laude on LinkedIn and all other social media platforms, as well as Cannabuzz. And if you'd like to help support the show, search up Cannabis Cum Laude on Patreon. And of course, All of those links are in the show notes. Thanks for watching and listening.